0: This is Life Made Better,
1: a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives, but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools, and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals. Join us and let's make life better.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Life Made Better. Today, we've got a special episode for you because... Obviously, if uh, we're well, in several parts of the world, but now here in the UK, as of last Thursday, we are back to lockdown. And in talking to our friends, family, clients, uh, people in the workplace, different corporate spaces, the one thing that we keep on hearing is that this second lockdown is hitting people harder. Is creating more upheaval. People are taking it from a place of even more fear, more anxiety, is creating more stressful moments. So, we thought that we would take a bit of time today to share with you what our lockdown experience has been so far, what we have done, what we haven't done, the flows that we've been going through how our mood has changed and sifted throughout the time and very much just you know to have an open-hearted and vulnerable conversation with you all where we just come to share what has been happening to all of us. So today you're going to be having Flair and I where we're going to be just sharing our experiences with you. So Flair let's begin with you obviously it's been seven months. You're a mom of three, entrepreneur. There's been quite a lot happening. And I do remember uh, during lockdown the first time around, you were also adding to, to the mix, being as kind as you are, offering those fitness sessions for us all to help us keep, you know, motivated, energized and in, and in movement. So there's, there's definitely have been quite a lot of things happening in your end as I'm sure you know it has been the case for many people for pretty much all of us really you know there's this quite a lot of things happening for all of us so would you kindly share with us what your lockdown has been and you know what have you managed to do and not do
1: around it? Welcome everyone it's so nice to be able to share with you our thoughts and feelings and I think that's a big one really isn't it it's the feelings that come up when we know things are going to change and that we can't use our normal coping mechanisms you know we can't go out for food with a friend we can't go over someone's house and enjoy a different perspective a different environment and all these things create a lot of fear and change does create fear but I am a true believer that if we feel the fear and do it anyway things are always easier so kind of knowing it's going to be fearful but making the best of the situation because to be honest when you actually close your eyes and think about all the things you still can do there's lots to be thankful for. So yes, first lockdown wasn't easy at all. Uh, I think like most of us in any motivation, it always starts strong. I was really kind of excited of taking on the challenge to start with, of the house, the children, having my husband and everybody around me. And that kind of died down after week two. well that lasted quite a long time actually (laughs) i i focus i've said on the on the podcast before i focus very much on my work my health and well-being and relationship with my children what i don't do is the house the cleaning the cooking the ironing I actually hire somebody to do that so that I can put my energy and focus on what I want to prioritize because I don't believe that women should be superwomen and doing it all. Mm. And of course when lockdown happened and I couldn't have what I call a home help, I had to change my focus and do less work and look after the house, make sure the children were fed and things were organized so that they could work and like I said, I started off really, really positive, (laughs) and I quite enjoyed doing the cooking and the cleaning and feeling like I was taking control, and then in week two, I was exhausted because I was actually doing stuff that doesn't fill me up. I love to work. I love to help my clients. I love to feel that I'm teaching and making a difference, and I just felt that I was doing things that wasn't aligned to who I was, so that's when it became more challenging. What about you?
0: Mm. Before, before we move on to me, I'm actually want to reflect on that because I think it's something that quite a lot of people can relate to, but not necessarily know that that is what is happening for them, uh, because they may not have the awareness, they may not have had the the tools and and resources. So, could you share with us how did you notice that? you were not in alignment. Obviously you were just saying that you just felt exhausted. So that is one of the ways in which people can recognize it. But what other things
1: were showing up for you that you were like, aha, this is why I'm feeling this way. We're all different, aren't we? And I think we have things that give us energy and things that take energy away from us. And when I'm doing stuff and it's just on repeat, like cleaning the kitchen floor for the third or fourth time of the day or loading the dishwasher for the third or fourth time of the day or, you know, just cleaning up after everybody and not doing stuff that fills my bucket, it gets a bit draining. And yes, the kids, we should get the kids to help. And of course they do help, but they were adjusting to a new way of living as well. I have a child who has severe anxiety. She decided to bake cakes every single lunchtime to take her mind off of her own worries, which of course is more important than the mess, but we only have one kitchen and there was a lot of mess. Luckily, like you said, I've done a lot of around awareness and I realized that after week two, I was finding this difficult. And we had to stop as a family and have a chat about how we could help each other. So, for example, we said to my middle daughter, maybe she could cook every other day. Maybe she could at least put the stuff on the side when she'd finished. At least she could only use half the table, then the whole table. So, we kind of made different boundaries around what was stressing me out. Again, my husband said he would take the cooking on three nights a week and I would do four nights a week. So we had to reflect and adjust. And I think if we go into this next lockdown, knowing what our pain points were and planning for it, I think we'll be a lot less um, stressed, still optimistic that things will be okay because they'll always be okay. But just to have less struggle, plan, for what we know we don't enjoy doing and what might be difficult for us and how we can help, you know, as a family. Mm.
0: And I think in a way, obviously, as hard as it may be to go again through the same thing, but the one advantage of the one good thing, and I quote-unquote good, is that at least you know what you're going through because you've done it again. So at least in your headspace, you can't be prepared to what it was before. And I know that we've said this in the, in the podcast in the past, but it's all about perspective, it's all about choosing how you want to see the situation because whether we like it or not, we're gonna go through lockdown again. So you could choose to panic and be stressed about the situation because exactly, you'd know exactly what it was. But you could also choose to see it as, because I do know exactly what it was, I now can decide where do I want to focus? I can't choose. How do I want to react toward this? And I could choose the areas in which I want to dedicate time with uh, or spend my my time on. And I think that is an advantage and that is an opportunity in facing this second lockdown.
1: Change is always hard. It, it always brings up fear. And once we acknowledge that, it gets easier. And there is it, you know people call it routine or tools or whatever, but basically if you have certain things in your day that ground you, you're more likely to feel fearful because you've got certain things in your day. So for example, my certain things always are to get good sleep because if I don't get good sleep, you know, I'm at a certain age that I can be very, very temperamental if I don't get good sleep. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Coming up to the menopause. Um, I need to exercise every day. Everybody knows that that keeps our stress level lower and it stops information in the body. If we've got information in the body, we will feel sluggish, we'll have brain fog, we'll feel moody. So, you know, sleep, exercise, food that doesn't have any chemicals in, so as natural as possible, and getting some silence in the day. I call it SENSE. If I have those four things, I know that that my day is going to be a good day. The rest of the stuff can fall around it, but I am grounded in that certainty that I've had good sleep, that I've moved, that I'm eating well and I get some silence in the day. You can call it meditation, you can call it mindfulness, you can call call it just sit in silence. But we do need to switch off, especially if we're working all day, especially if we're working mums or working dads, we do need some Nourishing time where we just stop, allow our body to stop, allow our mind to stop. It's so important. Mm, I agree. I agree with those four pillars as well. They were quite key for me. So, how about you? I mean, you. This is a little little bit different for you because you've just moved to a new house with new challenges. Because it's not finished yet, and you've got two toddlers. (laughs) You work four days a week, (laughs) and you're a coach. Yes, she is a superwoman. <laughs> and she's always <laughs> smiling, by the way. <laughs> Don't hate her, she's lovely too. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite a
0: pitch, but I, I wish it was all true. I mean, yes, it is, you know, that's that's the way we do things around here. We just decided to throw another challenge uh, in the mix, which is literally last week. We just We just moved. So the last week of October, we moved into into our new house. And yes, I mean, it, it does present a challenge. But again, you know, what I just said before, and I, I feel that that's pretty much my mojo in life. I always have two ways of looking at things. The one that is going to help me move forward in a better way and the one that is going to just make me stay as I am and, you know, whatever that is, being stuck, angry, whatever. I'd like to think that I I try and choose the one that is going to, make me feel a bit happier more optimistic and help me move forward. So it is a challenge, as you said, but the way I'm seeing it is that we're finally here in our dream home, the one that we've been building for the last couple of years, and the one that is going to be our lovely home, not, not just a house, but a home. And so every little thing that is here to be done I'm looking at it from the perspective of, yeah, I need to paint this room, but how lovely is this room going to look like when it's finished? So that's kind of like my mindset as we go through it. I'm also seeing it as, and I know that this may not be the case for everybody listening to us, but in our case, we moved to the countryside because obviously you get more house (laughs) for your money. So we're in a position that we now have this more spacious place to be. And so yes, lockdown is going to come, but I've got a bit of garden for my kids to run around now. So that's another way of that I'm choosing to see this. We now get an office to work from. So we do have two desks and two computers, so my partner and I don't have to fight it off. So again, you know, that's that's kind of the way that I'm choosing to see it. It's like yes, there will be challenges, but this is the way that we're doing it and you know the first lockdown was was challenging we had two toddlers so it's not that sort of thing where you can just put them in front of our computer or get them to read or or do something you need to be with them and you need to entertain them so it was difficult in the sense that we had to we had to choose what was to give and what was to to stay In our case, we were lucky in the sense that my partner works on a project basis. So it's not office uh, like where you just got to be available between nine and five. So the way we chose to do it was that he would be looking after the kids in the nine to five period. And I would be looking after them in the hours in between. So I would be In the early wake-ups, because our youngest still decides that 5 a.m. is the right time to start your day. Which, you know, some people out there would like the 5 a.m. wake-up. I much rather have a 7 a.m., but there you go. And so, you know, I was waking up with him, looking after them until 9 o'clock, doing my my work uh, between 9 and 5. And then I'll be back with them for dinner time, bath time, bed time, play time. And that's the time that my partner would begin his, his working day. So I'm not going to lie. It was challenging because that meant that you were wired 24-7. And you I didn't have any downtime to kind of like look after myself and re-energize myself per se. But that was one of the, pretty much like you, Fleur, like, you know, on a week two, you've realized that that was not for you and you had to put together the, the team, the family <laughs> team and say, this is not going to work. I realized that too. After week one of doing that without looking after myself, even for a little bit, I realized straight away that that wasn't going to work because I was not going to be able to be that bubbly, happy, optimistic Lucia and be the supporting pillar for the family if I wasn't giving myself a chance. So exercise, for example, became a huge thing for me and is the thing that I would say has kept me sane. We and
1: start- you weren't like that before, were you, Lucia? You didn't exercise before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know what? I, I used to, but I've I've always been, and that was my challenge, because I've always been one that I've always said to myself, I like going to the gym and do classes. And if I wasn't doing that, then I will just not do it at all. So for me, it was actually a realization to see that I was actually very okay with doing you know, those routines at home. And I quite enjoyed them. So I didn't need to go to a gym. So that was the, the excuse that I was telling myself. And I learned that partly because of you. Uh, and thanks to you, I should say. And partly thanks to your weeks, right? As I think, you know, half of Britain did. Uh, so we started off involving the kids and doing the exercise. They would be just running around mostly and I'll be doing the exercise. But I realized that that was a, a part of the routine that we could all do together. And it will help me to carry through or to, to carry on in a much better way.
1: Yeah, And what I'm hearing you say is... Um how we do put these blocks up Uh, we think that you know we have to go to a gym to for example get fit and sometimes when we can't do something we find a different way we realize that that is just a story and this is what we do when we have fear we bring up stories we justify oh I can't do this anymore because I haven't got time But then we find time to go on our phone or we find time to watch TV. So I think what I'm hearing from both of us, it is very important to think about what is your priority and what is going to make you feel good in the day. Make sure that you've got those things in the day. I call them your grounding. People call them your routine. And then... Everything else can fall in a place around that. But you do need to make sure you prioritize. And this is what realistic optimism is. its is, It won't be easy, but it'll be okay. It does need effort and planning and some strategies and some persistence. But if we do those things, we will have a better lockdown than if we just go, oh, this is going to be rubbish. It's going to be really hard. Or the opposite way where we're just too optimistic. Oh, everything will be great. Because that's not true either. There needs to be the realism. There needs to be a balance between the two. And we have to be adaptive. Mm. Things will get thrown up, won't they? Let's face it.
0: Oh, totally. And I think you are bang on the money there. The other two bits that I would also flag is being kind to ourselves. I found that that was a key thing for me as well. It was understanding that I am not a teacher. I am not a nursery staff, I was trying to do the best that I could with my children. But I could not expect myself to be able to also treat them or teach them as if they were in nursery or preschool and try to land all that learning as well. I took that as a bonus. I'm playing with them, we're doing X, Y, and Z. And if off the back of this they end up learning something, then fantastic. But if they if they don't that's okay too. I think that was one key thing for me, understanding the context of everything and not trying to be superwoman because I'm not, right? (laughs) I'm just trying to do my best. And in that particular location, my best was just playing with them and that yeah. was all
1: that was needed. I love that you've put that in there and you've told everybody that because this is not woo-hoo. This is science. If you look at scientific research, people do better when they nurture themselves than when they judge and, you know, talk to themselves badly. It you just start self-sabotaging. You go, I'm rubbish, I'm not good at being a teacher, I'm a bad mum, and the just the voice and the stories get harsher and harsher like lucia said we can't be good at everything you know some you know i'm absolutely useless at cleaning and i'm pretty bad at cooking as well i'm really bad with tech as lucia will tell you (laughs) (laughs) but i do stop and spend time with people i really do care about people and for me you know I love to learn and I will share my learning. These things are far more important to me. So just, you know, really work out what's important to you and nurture yourself to do it. Like Lucia said, do not judge yourself, be hard on yourself. And, you know, when you feel it's all getting too much, take some time out. Even if it's a minute in the toilet, mums, where you just have to breathe. <laughs> breathe in for six, hold for six, and breathe out for six. You'll come back out a better person. I promise. Yeah, so be super kind to yourself and don't expect too much. You know, appreciate what you can. Like we said, it right, at the, like I said right at the beginning, I'm, I will make a list, you know, this weekend of all the things that I can still do during lockdown, And I will remind myself that every morning so I can feel grateful. And science as well proves that if you come from a grateful heart, Mm. you're less likely to feel stressed in the day and you can think clearer and feel better. Again, it's all in science. It's not just woohoo. They've even proved that people that were on drugs for heart problems against a study of people that were just saying grateful affirmations every night before they went to bed had a better effect on their body than the drugs. I mean, this is this is science. So don't just think, oh, just saying that you're grateful is just, you know, uh, woohoo. It's actually based in science. You will feel better if you look at all the things that you can do and be grateful for than focusing on what you can't. Absolutely. And I think the other thing to throw in the
0: mix is just be realistic. And, and, when, and when I say be realistic, I say it from the point of view. like. And this was kind of like the first thing that was happening when lockdown started, right? Everybody was like, oh, dedicate this time to learn something new, uh, develop this, encourage to do that. No, no people, no, this is an unprecedented time. This is something that none of us, unless you've been around for a long time and we're going through the Spanish flu times, which was the last pandemic, I seem to recall, you haven't gone through this. None of us have gone through this. It's something that we don't know how to navigate. This is the time to be kind to yourself, that know that you just made it through day one, day two, day three. That's an accomplishment. If you're one of those out, those out there that you can actually take this time to develop further and learn something new, fantastic. Go for it. But if you don't, and if what you're doing is just managing to get through the day, that is a huge accomplishment. And I, you know, I think that's the other thing that we all need to keep in mind. This is something that is unknown to all of us is unprecedented is challenging and i'm going to say just but it's not a just if the only thing that you can do today is get through today that is huge
1: yeah i totally agree i think sometimes we just ex- you know it's that expectation again isn't it we just expect too much of ourselves but if you do have time on your hands learning something new and feeling that you're progressing. You know, like Lucia was saying right at the beginning, she feels good about being in the house because she can see the progress. And the, one of our spiritual needs and to feel good as a human is to feel that we're progressing. You know, and even if you feel like you're progressing because you've got through the day with a with a smile and you've only shouted four times instead of eight times, or, or four <laughs> times instead of five times, then that is okay. But if you do have some times on your hand, you know, use the time wisely. And yes. Do learn something new or, you know, read some self-help books or some fiction that's going to give you some fire in your belly to improve your life. But just like here said at the beginning, be realistic. We're all in different situations. Don't go on Facebook and compare what everybody else is doing. That's a very small snippet of their life. It isn't their whole day. No one shows themselves when they're on the kitchen floor cleaning up <laughs> cleaning up the mess that someone's just dropped or unloading the dishwasher because no one wants to see it we see the good bits celebrate the good bits you see but don't use it to tell yourself that you're not doing a good job you are the only one who knows whether you're trying to do a good job and if you're trying that's okay
0: yeah I absolutely think that that's that's the right point and you know I think Is allowing yourself to feel the feeling. I think we've heard it a number of times by now, but just knowing that it's okay not to be okay, not adding that pressure on you to think that this is the time to get on top of everything and make the world your oyster. That's fine. I mean, I had times, and I'm sure you had, Flair, I had days when I thought I could conquer the world, like truly conquer it on those days, I would just make the most of it. I would tackle the things that I had been procrastinating for days. I would go out and do the things that I didn't want to do because I felt that I could do it just then. And there would be some of the days that all I wanted to do was just lay in bed, cover myself with a duvet, and wake up when it was all over. And in those days, I was extra kind to myself because I knew it. And, you know, another thing that showed up for me was the fact, as you know, and people who have been listening to the podcast and can hear my accent, I am from Spain. So that for me was a huge thing. I've been missing my people like you wouldn't imagine. I'm used to seeing my mom once a month. I haven't seen her since February. And I miss her a lot. (laughs) I miss her cuddles. I missed, you know, not being able to be with her, even if, yes, you have those calls and whatever, but it's not the same. I miss not being able to go to Madrid and, you know, bathe in my Spanishness and eat tapas uh, and drink beers in the sunshine. But I allow myself to do that. I allow myself to miss them. I'm not going to lie and say, it's so all good. I can carry on. No, I can't. I miss them and I want to be with them and I want to travel and I just can't. And that's the end of it. And I'm, you know, I'm okay with it, as okay as I can be. I know that that's the reality. I see the higher perspective of of it and why am I not doing all those things? But that doesn't necessarily mean that I am okay with the situation. I'm not okay, but I'm dealing with it.
1: Yeah, I think that's such an important message that there will be times in the day or times in the week where it all feels too much. And I think it's really important daily You know, especially if you're missing someone, I miss my parents as well. My dad had a heart attack a few years ago, so he's vulnerable. And my mother looks after my grandparents who are in their 90s, so we cannot see them. We've seen them once in the last seven months as well, and I miss them hugely. But like Lucia said, I'm trying to take the higher perspective and I'm trying to say... You know, we're doing it for the best for them not to see them. And, you know, we're lucky that we can still talk to them. We can still look at them over FaceTime or Zoom, which is all stuff that wasn't possible before. So, it, it, again, trying to focus on what is possible. But it's so important to feel those feelings. Because if you don't feel those feelings, it take time in the day where you just cry or you punch a pillow and get angry or you go out for a run and you scream those feelings stay inside you and they will burst out when you're not expecting it. You can't ignore feelings. They just pop up. They're like, they're like the mole that when you try and pop down and then it pops up in a different space. You have to feel feelings. They have to come out of the body. It's really important.
0: Yeah. And if you, cause I've done it a number of times, again, I'm not shying away from that. If you feel that you just have to cry just because, just do it. Let it out. You can't, I mean, you will feel much better after that, guaranteed. <laughs> but, you know, you just have to understand yourself. I think, if anything, this is a time that is perfect for working on that inner connection and getting to understand yourself better um, and do the work on, on yourself. Uh, in whichever shape or form that that is, I mean, Fleur, you and I did this workshop for Universal Pictures recently, uh, which was, uh, if we may say so, a huge success. It's been the highest attended event that they have put this year so far. People walked out of it feeling fantastic and feeling that they could thrive. That's what we were setting up to do, and we are kicking off uh, today, this Monday, with a course that we are where we are teaching a group of a limited group of people to do these exact same so we will be supporting them for 6 weeks and i think this is the basis of what we are trying to do is help them connect with themselves understand the way we work and that the way our brain works and just gives them give them the tools and resources to connect with their mind their mind their body and their heart so they feel better and they feel empowered to thrive, to do better, whichever better
1: that may be for you. It's really exciting doing this course with people and knowing that all this awareness that we've learned in the past five years, (laughs) we can now (laughs) share with other people. And that's what it is. It's the awareness. We do not realize that we are on autopilot that we're doing the same things over and over again that's causing us suffering because we don't take the time out to really understand ourselves. And that's what this course will do. It'll really get people to take the time to reflect and think about what they want, what coping mechanisms they're using and how they can live life on their terms, how they want to live their life. It's not about, you know, a right picture. It's about a right picture for them. And we are excited about it. We are for this this course but we will be doing it again after christmas so if anyone is interested please get in touch because we are keeping the group very small because we're going to be giving support throughout
0: yeah so please join our waiting list reach out to to either flair or myself and we'll be sure to to put it there and you know we hope that us sharing our experiences, being open and vulnerable about what has worked and what hasn't worked has somehow helped you and will help you during this second lockdown. But as always, if you feel that you're struggling, if you feel that you've got something that you want to get out of your chest, we are here for you. So please reach out to us. We will be more than happy to help you um, and in the meantime please keep tuning in keep listening to these episodes and please just share the love if you think that they would be someone that would benefit from listening to us or even coming on the show and sharing those stories with with us please do so we are here for you and we really appreciate your help and your support and we're looking forward to seeing you here next week until that Until then, please stay safe, stay sane, look after yourselves and just do your best, whichever best that is. We look forward to welcoming you again. Have a good one.